How are you guys doing? Today's episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN and GhostPed. We actually have the North Koreans kicking off today's episode for you guys because they've chosen to actually shoot another ICBM over Japan. Prior to that, they stated that the United States and South Korea will face unprecedented strong response if they do in fact decide to continue with the planned joint exercise in the coming months. I think we all can agree on one thing. North Korea is not going to be able to deter the United States from any exercises in the near future. And this is the same time talk we've actually seen Kim Jong-un do on a, on a monthly basis. And lucky for us, we actually have some footage of this ICBM coming into the Sea of Japan, which I believe might be the first. Now, the United States is urging other countries to condemn these violations and call for the DPRK to cease to its destabilizing actions and engage in serious dialogue. I don't know which country the United States is trying to appeal to or like when they're calling for them to be, I guess North like who does North Korea like listen to? Let's be honest with you. Like legit, they answer to nobody. And look, we actually have the UK supplying a long range weapon to Ukraine. Now, this is going to be the first one uh, to do this. They're the first country to do so, and I think it's actually a good step, honestly, because it'll give the Ukrainians the ability to strike the Russians deep behind the lines, which will disrupt their, their ability for future operations of logistics. I like it. I like it a lot. We also have the Russian news outlets reporting that 11 new Russian warships have moved into the Black Sea, and they should expect a massive, massive launch into Ukraine. That's what they're saying. I don't know how much I, I entirely like believe this. I don't know why this would equate to a massive launch on the ground, and I think it's more or less for the Russians calling in reinforcements just in case the Ukrainians do on uh, do actually go on this offensive in the southern region. They need weapons that are on these ships to create like a little bit more of a buffer moving forward into spring. And we got some big news coming, and this is coming directly from our great vice president who somehow was able to fill a minute 30 clip that probably should have taken roughly about 15 seconds. So I will give her props for that. And there is no doubt these are crimes against humanity. The United States has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. And I say to all those who have perpetrated these crimes and to their superiors who are complicit in these crimes, you will be held to account. In the face of these indisputable facts, to all of us, here in Munich, let us renew our commitment to accountability. Let us renew our commitment to the rule of law. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of the, the other fans on here. I know there's probably a lot of them in the comments right now who are getting pissed because I said it was our great guys. I get it. I'm not going to get political. I'm just, I'm just making a simple statement. And I got, a, and I got another question I want to say. What was the purpose for this, really? We already knew this months ago. And stating this, I, I guess maybe maybe once the Russians lose, they're actually going to actually hold trials like we did back in World War II, you know, back in the day. I don't know. Are they going to actually hold those accountable? Is that what she's putting out there? And if so, if that's the case, I actually like it. I, I, I do like it. 
uh, it's going to be kind of difficult to actually follow through on. But in the end, if that's what they're doing, I'm on board with it. And you guys know that watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is like paying for a gym membership, but only to be able to use the treadmill. ExpressVPN lets you guys change your online location so you guys control exactly where you want to be and where do you want uh, Netflix to think you guys are. They have almost 100 different server locations so you guys can gain access to thousands of new shows. This works with many other streaming services too like BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. I used it overseas. When we were in Belgium, my wife wanted to search, search. She wanted to literally watch a certain show. She couldn't over there. Now, why I choose ExpressVPN is because it's got blazing fast speeds. Streaming HD with zero buffering, compatible on all the all devices, every single one of them iPhones, laptops, anything, any kind of Androids, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. Everything encrypts your data as well. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you guys can browse the web securely. So be smart, stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth with expressvpn.com forward slash Rob. Don't forget to use the link in the very top description. That is expressvpn.com forward slash Rob to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN right now for free. Now the United States have just put out that they think that they're that the Chinese are giving the Russians non-lethal aid right now. They could be helping them gear up for the upcoming spring events by giving them armor, helmets, plates, uh, clothing, food, stuff like that. They are also a little bit concerned that there's a chance that they are considering sending lethal aid as well. That should not shock a single person. I shouldn't shock any of you guys that they're sending non-lethal aid right now. I feel like a damn broken record, by the way, on the weekly because I'm telling you guys right now, the plan is to split us up on two separate fronts two separate fronts okay it's coming and the, it's, the writing is on the wall I also forgot to mention that the lines of communication between the chinese and the united states military officials has reportedly been closed so that's not going to help the case whatsoever now you guys know i gotta say thank you to everybody over on the, the patreon side of things real quick i really do appreciate every single one of you all my vip members my regular guys out there i do I don't think you guys realize how much help you guys really are when it comes to to doing these podcasts. You guys are extremely important to helping with the cost behind the scenes. You guys are making these episodes are very expensive. They help me a ton. So thank you. Seriously, everybody over there on the Patreon, uh, it's always linked at the very top of the description. You guys can check it out. You guys get every single episode is ad-free, and you guys get one exclusive video every single week, which is more than likely going to be a combat video. So thank you once again. I appreciate you guys. And if you guys are wondering what's going on with my voice, it's a little little rough. I probably should be gargling some salt water and just relaxing right now, to be honest with you. But you know what? This is very important to get this done. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, this should not surprise anybody. The objects that were shot down over America, everybody's forgotten about them already. It's ended up being, uh, there was nothing discovered on the site. It was also announced by the United States Northcom that not a single thing was recovered. So solid work, solid work there, or they're just spreading a bunch of lies. Doesn't really matter. Nothing was recovered release. Now, this one is really hard for me to believe because I feel like I'm fairly in tune with what's going on in the war for the first most for the best part. I, I really do. I think I think for the most part, excuse me. Uh, British defense minister has actually stated that they are in there there's no indications of an upcoming major offensive by the Russian military inside of Ukraine. They're apparently wondering how the Russians could even continue on. I do think that sometimes myself. How do they keep continuing on? But then I think of the mindset they have from the past, that's it. I would like to somehow timestamp this video and date it because I'm telling you guys, I'm going to refer back this to, because I believe they are 100% incorrect. We have seen significant buildup of aircraft and now ships moving into the Black Sea. There's currently 10,000 men amassed on the border next to Sumi right now. And they've also set up um, 
a field hospital. This is the largest concentration of troops we've seen inside this area. NEM setting up a field hospital in this area is a very big deal. Like, for God's sakes, the Russians have been flying, or excuse me, uh, uh, putting gravel down on the routes leading into Ukraine, which of course is going to help them just a tad bit in their eyes when it comes to not ending up with as much mud issues as they had in the past. Now, you know what's really strange to me? is you're seeing videos like this one I'm about to share with you guys, it's hard for me to fathom being true, looking at it from the Western mindset, of course, but looking at it from what I've seen thus far, this really isn't out of the norm. Каждый день мы выполняем сложные боевые задачи и прикрываем наши штурмовые группы. На данный момент мы полностью отрезаны от поставок боеприпасов. На данный момент острая нехватка боеприпасов для гаубиц, соответственно, 152 мм Д1. Также для противотанковой пушки МТ-12 100 мм осколочно-фугасная. Для танка Т-72 125 мм осколочно-фугасная. Также для 120-го миномета 2Б-11. Мы обращаемся к нашим коллегам и друзьям из Министерства обороны. Мы уверены, что где-то на складах эти боеприпасы есть, и мы в них остро нуждаемся. Мы будем крайне признательны, если вы окажете нам содействие, поможете нам и поставите эти боеприпасы. Огромное количество людей выживет и сможет продолжить успешно участвовать в боевых действиях. И это отразится на всем ходе войны. Мы отботрачим за вас, сделаем эту работу. Помогите нам с боеприпасами. Now, the biggest takeaway that I got from this other than the fact that they're still having some logistical constraints inside of certain areas, but the willingness of the men to do their duty. They're still willing to do their duty if they're given the proper equipment and not wanting uh, to quit. They have the ability to actually carry out these tasks at hand, and they're not getting the proper support from the Kremlin. And there's nothing better than getting a great night's sleep, by the way. And sleeping on a mattress that's designed for a particular sleeping style can really help you guys out. That's why I'm excited to partner with Ghostbed. Ghostbed is a family-owned business that's been doing and designing mattresses and other sleep products for more than two decades. They know that sleep is personal and mattress shopping can be overwhelming. All you got to do is go to go to Ghostbed. You got to check them out. They take the guesswork out of the equation with their online mattress quiz. Answer a few questions about your lifestyle, your sleeping style, and they'll recommend the Ghostbed mattress for you. You guys will get a 101 night sleep trial with free returns for the added peace of mind and shipping is fast and free. Plus, all Ghostbed mattresses are proudly made in the United States of America. So right now, you guys can go to ghostbed.com. Our listeners can get 30% off Ghostbed mattresses plus two free pillows and two luxury silk pillowcases for free. When you guys spend $1,200 or more, all you got to do is use promo code Rob at ghostbed.com forward slash Rob to take advantage of this offer. That is ghostbed.com forward slash Rob. Use promo code Rob to save up to 30% off. Go check them out. They'll be linked at the very top of the description. American made. I love it. Thank you so much for Ghostbed for sponsoring this episode. Now, the story seems to never change as well with the Russian men inside the military. Disorganized, drunk, no one really has a care in the world. Да, 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 да. 
У нас, блядь, такая проблема, что, блядь, быстрее свои захуярят, чем... Я говорю, сейчас новые танки вот эти, армада, должны на ага. Украину уйти. Ага. Не, вот а... по телевизору показывали, это да мало ли что... Я ж тебе уже объяснял, все это пи***ешь. Мы тут, блядь, даже без связи, у нас, мы сами рации покупаем для себя. Ебать его, урод. Да, кстати, я еще хотел сказать, если что со мной, это... В ВТБ зайдете, нахуй, у меня там... Рублей, ну, уже обычно бежало. По 200 тысяч там. So this guy right here seems like he has little to no hope inside the Russian military's ability to win. And it really seems like he is, he's just there to enjoy some vodka at this point. We have seen this gentleman, by the way, a few separate times. And honestly, he makes some pretty wild points at times. And I personally, I actually agree with him. If I was on the side of the Russians, if I was, this, the point that he's about to make, it is, it's, Ah, it's pretty damning. I mean, it makes a very valid point. Why are they getting so excited about taking a street or winning over an area that has a handful of people living in it while the West has freedom, a movement to bring supplies into Ukraine? Мы здесь всегда по-простому рассуждаем. Кому не нравятся сроки, кто умеет улицы брать быстрее, берет автомат и берет эти улицы. А не стоящие здесь критикуют Ко мне это не относится. Ну, при всем уважении. При всем уважении не относится. Вот вы что хотите сказать, что ли? Кровь проливает, а мы говорим, надо быстрее, нам не нравится. Я должен быть там. А тут никто не должен говорить. Так я поеду сейчас туда. Я только вернулся на прошлой неделе. Опять поеду Еще туда. Еще раз проблема? скажу. Пренебрежительное отношение к темпам, к улицам, к совсем небольшим населенным пунктам неуместно. Я имею в виду, как много говорить. крови проливаются за эти улицы и поселки. А почему вы решили, что это пренебрежительно? Это героическое, наоборот, действие, а не пренебрежительное. Я о другом. О том, что действия должны быть такого класса, мы все жалеем. Вы, вы же, в этой же студии мы говорим, вот сейчас эти Абрамсы, все это такое, они же будут на передовой. Почему они там будут? Ну почему эти пункты, они до сих пор не уничтожены за год доставки? Ну они же есть. Я вот про что говорю. А не про то, что это, там, подумаешь, там улица. Да мы их и берем. Мы вот взяли сейчас в пятнашке очередной окоп, да, положили семь своих человек. Ну и что? Что хорошего? А я хочу, чтобы мы 7 человек положили, если придется это сделать. Ну, были бы, знаете, уже значительно дальше. Потому что, чтобы логистика доставки у них его правда не было. Я вот про что говорю. А не про то, что там, как мы слабо воюем. Мы воюем отлично. Замечательно воюем. В тех условиях, в которых мы сегодня есть. А хотелось бы эти условия изменить. Excuse me, not the Russian Nazis. The Russians are now pushing the narrative that Nazis have started to spread even farther. Okay, and that should be worried. And and we're talking about a country residing Finland. Ну наконец меня беспокоит Финляндия. Ведь посмотрите, что что происходит на наших глазах. Помимо всех этих нацистских символов, нацист третьего рейха, зачем Запад разрешает им носить символы третьего рейха? А косвенно происходит их узаконивание. Если дам украинцам можно, а почему это нельзя финским или шведским нацистам, 
А мы знаем, там есть очень серьезные движения в эту сторону под видов рок-клубов всевозможных, с культом викингов и всего остального. Вполне могут зажечь на волне поднимающейся русофобии в Финляндии крайне националистическое движение. Поэтому нам надо смотреть и внимательно очень наблюдать, где может возникнуть опасный Саакашвили, которые будут сочетать риторику демократии, национализма и необходимости нападать то ли на русских, то ли на какое-то близкое России этническое меньшинство. Now I don't really know how pushing the idea that the Finns are full of Nazis is going to work, but yes, I would for sure be a bit afraid of them because they're fairly strong militarily speaking and they have a pretty decent background. And I really don't think they would have many issues taking on a portion of the Russian military if it actually came down to that. Hearing him say Russia phobia is laughable as well because no one except for the Russians use that term. Like it doesn't really, no one's like, ah, I got Russia phobia. You just don't really like the Russians. It's pretty much it. So we are going to move on to some mapping. There's some stuff happening in the southern portion of the country. I guess southeastern normal spot we've been talking about, Bakhmut. All right, now we're taking a quick little gander at Bakhmut. It is still held. Now, we'll say the Russians have made some advancements inside the north. They closed off this entire pocket right here, and they now control the main route leading out, the M03 route, that main one, that E40 that runs north and south pretty much. So the east and west route is actually... Pretty accessible now, even though there is a bridge that is taken out right there. But the Russians have actually lost some ground here. I told you guys about this in the last episode, and it is confirmed 100%. Some Ukrainian units have moved into this area outside of Ivansky, and they've actually pushed the Russians back quite a bit. I do believe the Russians are a little bit over inside of this area, somewhat kind of like this as well. I do believe they're kind of like that. I can't give you guys a, a, a guarantee because I know they have actually hit this place a couple days ago, but I don't think they were able to hold it and they were pushed back. Now, the Russians, this has been like no man's land for quite a long time, okay? For the past month or so, this has been pretty much no man's land. For the Ukrainians to come back through and push them out, that's kind of a big deal. The main thing here is, yes, the Ukrainians have lost this main route. I told you guys this main route up here in the northern side was pretty vital, The Russians knew that. They pushed a bunch of Wagners through there. They really did. A lot of Wagners went through there. I was reading a report that 90% of the casualties that the Wagners have taken have actually been convicts. So I don't think they really care that much. It's kind of ironic if you guys think about it in the sense that we know the Russians do not care a single bit about human life when it, with regards to war. That's just the way they do. They got cannon fodder. They don't really care. Now, think about the way the Wagners... Are set up. They pick up convicts as well. Okay, so they're they're basically a, a private, you know, they're privatized military full of convicts for the most part. This is the crazy thing: is it actually saves the Russian government a ton of money, taxpayers' dollars, to not keep these men inside of jail, because what, what are they doing? They're costing the Russian government a ton of money, so they sh they push them on over there, and then they they end up. It just it just. The whole system of it, you guys think that American system is jacked up. Think about that whole system right there. Not only are these men sitting inside of jail, they got pulled out, they, they died, and the Russian government's like, you know what, that actually benefits up quite a bit. We got rid of some scum that we didn't really want anyway. They were going to be stuck in jail for the next 30 years. That's fine. They're fine. Whatever. But the other crazy part about it is, is after their tour of duty is up, they don't have any more jail time left. So now they have a bunch of convicts going back as war, as war, it's war uh, heroes. So it's very strange. The whole concept of that really honestly is pretty strange when you think about it. Anyway, the southern side of Bakhmut itself, 
The Russians have been kind of poking and prodding, but have not made any advancements right through here. So that is a good thing. Not only that, the Russians have lost some ground on the on the uh, eastern side of Ivansky in between Bakhmut in there. So this this looks like some pretty good ground that is being fairly stable for the Ukrainians right now in the northern part. Outside of Kremina, the Russians push back, push back just a tad bit as well. Now, I think a lot of the movements right now in the north have a lot to do with why they're going so slow is the weather. Through here, we know that the Russians really are trying to try to take Bakhmut. Some guys inside the Russian government, which we have we have actually shown you guys pieces of, uh, some of the, it was actually an oligarch. He was thinking it was going to take another month to two months to take Bakhmut itself. Now, the only route that's leading in and out that Ukrainians can use, I'm going to make the assumption that they have a workaround right here already. I'm going to make the assumption that bridge, yes, I know it's non-existent, but I'm fairly confident the Ukrainians were able to get a workaround. If they're able to push the Russians back, they got a workaround. So I'm going to say that there's there's a there's a route through here that is that is free flowing, okay? But this main one that leads out of the city, that's their main one they have right now, okay? That's the one they have. I know they moved in a bunch of troops into here and on this side, trying to keep back the Russians. I know that for a fact. I've seen the video proof of it. Um, I don't know how long they're going to hold it off or what their plan is. I know the Ukrainians have pushed back down through here, set up on another defensive line, and they're holding pretty well. So that's what you got. Northern side of Bakhmut is pretty much non-existent right now in terms of Ukrainians being able to get in and out. So I don't know if this line is actually going to clap. I'm actually going to erase this. I got a question now. Now I'm looking at this map. Is this line right here, is it going to have to collapse back? Is it going to be able to hold? How long is it going to hold? Are they going to push troops in to try to take back this MO3 route through here? That's that is a question I have. How much how much resources are the Russians will are assuming the Ukrainians willing to push into this area to then take it back? I know holding this city, I've said this multiple times, I have no idea how long they're gonna hold it off. I give them massive props for how long they've held it off. It's it is pretty insane when you think about it. So other than that, I gotta give props to the Ukrainian troops over there. They're killing it. They're like literally actually that's that's not a pun, no pun intended. They're they're doing a really good job. Um anyway, I do love you guys. I will catch you guys here uh most likely tomorrow with another episode. Appreciate you. I'm out.